0: This is Bill. And this is Anastas. And we are the Uncommonwealth Podcast.
1: We are bringing you part two of the Jimmy Stewart experience. Numero dos. Yep. This is going to be a lovely episode with less curses. We didn't have that many last, except I for... I mean, there were curses. Except for except yeah, for no, the, we're the, gonna the be Pokemon. Who, we're going to be who we are. The, it, I can't <laughs> believe you said that about the Pope. I can't believe it. I, <laughs> I, and I'm... <laughs> I'm really glad I left that one in,
0: but, like, yeah, I mean, holy shit. If you shit. had gotten rid of it, I would have punched you. Um, right square in the chest. Yeah. Right that. in the chesticles. Um, so we make swears. Yeah. We make bad swears. We make bad, we
1: make bad things. Um, um, it's even, even the, no, Regardless of the subject matter, we make, fucking we make matter. bad.
0: I, I said Fred Rogers fucked like rabbits. Yep. After that, there's no return. If you're jumping on here, weird time to jump dude, on dude, part I, two of a, two, yeah. a two-parter. But go back and listen to our old episodes. Yeah. I,
1: Remember the time I said Fred Rogers in a gimp suit?
0: <laughs> I said Fred Rogers in a fall gag. He was so, a saint. That, that
1: was a man's man. That was a good he was my man. Head. He was a man. He was a man. Bubble bath.
0: <laughs>
1: I, yeah, so we, we, have, we have no shame. We have no shame whatsoever.
0: Mm-mm. Uh, even when talking about... It is a concept with which I am unfamiliar.
1: Even when we're talking about beloved Pennsylvania icons like Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, you know what? And Everybody
0: he's... likes to get their freak on. Except the Shakers. <laughs> That's why they died out.
1: <laughs> Free love.
0: Free Don, love. Don gets for Jesus. Don gets for Jesus, baby. <laughs> God, look, there's a lot of callbacks in the start this episode out. Yeah, well... I'm not against it. Again, if you... Un- not opposed. If you're jumping
1: into a random part two of an episode <laughs> for your first listen... One, why... Two, Two, we're here to support you. <laughs>
0: we're here for you. Here Thank you for
1: supporting us. Make it catch. We're c- gonna catch you up on all of our, it, on all of our inside goofs. I just choked myself
0: there. Uh, yeah, so choked like Nikola Tesla choked a pigeon to climax. <laughs> all right, there. So there we go. I, I, I think we're good on callbacks. Um, so
1: again, Jimmy Stewart. You love Jimmy Stewart. I'm Fucking just, love the man, I'm just diving into Jimmy Stewart myself. I haven't gotten around to watching those films yet. I, know you, I know you haven't gotten around to watching. No.
0: Um, I might just wait until... Yeah. It, actual Christmas time when yeah, it's like on TV. Yeah, like actual
1: Christmas. Yeah. So we'll, we'll do like, that. But we're here to talk about another huge aspect of his life. We talk about his, his acting career. Yep. But we're here to talk about his military service. And Which,
0: in some ways, I think was maybe more important to him.
1: Yeah, I mean, to, to who he was as a person and his family I mean, background, and
0: like we talked in the last episode, his original dream was to go to the U.S. Naval Academy right. and become a naval pilot. Which, well, maybe not a naval pilot, I think, because it was U.S. Army Air Force at that point. Right. Um,
1: but he got shifted to to Princeton because of, right, of his dad, his dad basically.
0: And, but right. and again, like what a terrible safety school. Yeah. Right.
1: But I mean, he he ended up pursuing uh, one he, of his one of those passions. He did, he yeah. Represented his country very honorably, but let's let's step
0: right into it, right? Yeah. Snap into it like a Slim Jim. Slim Jimmy Stewart. Slim Jimmy Stewart! <laughs> go. That's so good because he was tall and gangly. He was, he
1: was six foot three and a man's man with, 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 a, with a gangly demeanor.
0: Oh man, that's great. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, let's, let's get into it then. So, that gangliness actually comes into his military service. Hmm. Both of his grandfathers actually served in the Civil War. And I'm presumably for the union, being from Indiana, Pennsylvania. Right, makes sense. And his father served during both the Spanish American War and World War One, so this was like they're a military family. And, and like we said before, his ancestors even fought in the Revolution. He was a son of the Revolution, right? So is it,
1: conkin in the uh, Forrest Gump, where did yeah. Lieutenant Dan, like, <laughs> like I don't know done. why my thought went right to that. Yeah, but. like they all die in American wars. <laughs> Right, I mean his father, his dad didn't die. In the no, day. no, no. Yeah, it's Lieutenant same. Dan. Lieutenant <laughs> Dan,
0: Lieutenant Dan, you oh, ain't got no. Start,
1: starting off strong here with the references. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. So they actually all served in the infantry, but he was obsessed with flying. Right. So when he, World War Two came, he decided to enlist as a pilot. His father, he considered his father to be the biggest influence on his life, which is funny because like his father wanted him to come home so much, and. He didn't, like we talked about in the last episode. That, so that probably really did cause a lot of stress for him. Right. But his military service was a point of pride for Jimmy, like his father's military service. Right. And Stuart, like we said, had been interested in flying from a young age. So I'm going to backtrack a little bit here before yeah. we oh, actually good, get good into call. his military service. And he got a private life, private pilot certificate in 1935 and then a commercial license in 38. Hmm. And he actually used to fly cross-country to visit his parents in PA and he would use railroad tracks to navigate. That seems really badass, and that's right, like that's a really fucking cool thing to do. Like everyone's like, Harrison Ford flies helicopters. Fuck that! Jimmy Stewart flew across the country in the '30s and used railroad lines as navigation tools. Didn't Harrison Ford get into, like a bad accident, accident right? Yeah. yeah. And a, a, as as an aside,
1: um, that doesn't seem like. Safe. Like a smart way to do things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, but I. was... Right, pretty cool. That, that's pretty awesome that he did that. I'm sure he had backups and yeah. apps to yeah, figure yeah. stuff out, especially when he got closer. But, you know, isn't that pretty badass? Like, that's y- really y- you think cool. of, like, famous actors now. I'm sure Rob Downey Jr. is one of them that. Super millionaires that yeah. just take private jets to visit oh, wherever yeah, they go. Dude just flew just his own plane, like yeah, from just fucking did it from California to PA, uh, and like pretty nice, a, a, a propeller plane, yeah. like a, probably a single engine. Yeah, well, going, going back to his obsession with um, the spirit of St. Louis, you know, yeah, he probably, uh, yeah, viewed, sure. he probably viewed himself as like uh, the, what's his Charles Limburg, Charles Limburg, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, of course he did. He played him. Ah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, excellent, excellent. Yeah. He actually logged over 400 hours of flying time by 1939. So that's only in four years. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. And he lot was of he was making out. a lot of films during that time, too. So that's that's really impressive. Um, Do you think he was on cocaine? Or, like, amphetamines
1: or whatever they did back then? So, like... As a as total randomly assigned. Because it's a lot not, of shit to deal with.
0: It's not impossible because a lot of them just did it and didn't even, like... It wasn't drugs. Right. Like, it, it was prescribed at times. That's
1: what I mean. Like, it was... it, Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, uh-huh. it,
0: it is possible. Yeah. I hadn't even thought about it. throwing that. that
1: out there. I'm, I'm not... I have no proof that he did that. I'm just... No, no. Just,
0: and he lived for a long time. Yeah. If he had negative side effects. I mean... Yeah, he, he did I, have art issues, but that's a, that's a yeah. different thing, though. Yeah. But regardless. But, yeah, regardless. So, after Pearl Harbor, December 7th, 1941, right. Stewart and then musician-composer Hoagie Carmichael... And some other celebrities saw the need for trained war pilots, and they all invested in Thunderbird Field, uh, which is a pilot training school built and operated by Southwest Airways in Glendale, Arizona. Hmm. And then this would then become part of the U.S. Army Air Force's uh, training centers, and it actually turned out more than ten thousand pilots during World War II. So, That's so important. he
1: he definitely had an influence, obviously in his own service service. Yeah. but he also helped. Support a good amount right. of
0: soldiers. Well, that's, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. So before Pearl Harbor, I, I know I'm jumping around a little bit here. Sorry about that, everyone. That's fine. Uh, I'm sure you're okay, listeners. Survive. If you're if you're trying to make a timeline, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is basically a Quentin Tarantino film. <laughs> yeah. He was actually drafted in October 1940 uh, before Pearl Harbor into the army, like just the straight up army. But he was then rejected for being five pounds underweight for his height. Um, he was six three and he had to be one hundred forty three pounds, so he came in at one thirty eight. Holy shit, that's so wow thin. Haven't been one thirty eight in like he, a decade. <laughs> like it's well, more than a, fucking wild. More than a decade for me. Damn. But yeah, now I'm saying it. What? And <laughs> now I'm saying it. <laughs> um, using his movie connections, though, he actually trained with Metro Goldwyn Mayer, Myers, excuse me, uh, Muscle Man and trainer Don Loomis. Uh, to gain muscle weight, and I, have you ever heard of Don Lee? I know the name, I don't. I'm not uh, really familiar no. with him, Mm-mm. but he worked with a lot of stars on like bu- getting buff. Cool.
1: So, so he basically got ripped for for a role, except instead e- of exactly. a movie role, it was, it was for... for the
0: army. Pretty cool. <laughs> so then he attempted to enlist in the army Air Corps, but he was still underweight. Mm, uh, not enough
1: uh, weight pow- powder for him. He didn't need that protein, <laughs> creatine.
0: Uh, So, so, but he managed to somehow... Yeah. Wiggle in that. Somehow, he just probably used that fucking boyish charm. He he was charismatic. Yeah. He convinced the enlistment officer to run new tests, and he passed. And he was inducted into the army on March 22nd, 1941, and was the first major American movie star to join the military in World War II. He's Captain America. He's kind of. (laughs) That's pretty cool. kind of Captain America. And... I will say this: the military brass and the government didn't. This is I've, I've read different things about this, but I, I think overall they didn't really want him to enlist because they wanted him to do like promotional materials and stuff like right. that. And which he, was, he did as well. He, right. he did do as well, and we're going to get into that a little bit. But he was like, I, "I'm doing this." I'm sure they were terrified of him dying, and then well, yeah, and really killing morale. You know, I'm like oh my god, Jimmy Stewart died.
1: Yeah, this is real. You know, it's actually a yeah. terrible thing that's
0: going on. But, but know, props to him. He was, he was him. a great pilot. So. <laughs> he actually initially enlisted as a private, uh, but then he then applied for uh, an Air Corps commission and service pilot rating. And that was because he was a college graduate. He could do this gotcha. and because he had already had a private license. Uh, and this was also partly because it was one of – service pilot was one of three qualification badges of U.S. Army Air Force uh, issued during World War II. There was – I, I'm not going to go into the other two. It's, they're not important right now. Right. But these were badges that were issued to denote specialized limited dewey pilot categories. Right. Um, and their selection and training differ, differed from traditional military pilots. So Stewart was 33, which was six years above the age restric- restriction for aviation cr- cadet training. But a service pilot had a higher age restriction and corrected vision was allowed. So that's why he applied for that. I see. So, so he really went
1: through he, all these different avenues to he. He, he was like was adamant that on that he doing was this. To serve. Yeah. He
0: saw it as his duty to get out there and serve his country. Yeah, unlike a lot of politicians and, and famous people that yeah did everything they could to get to, to not do. And I will say, like, so some politicians, you you have to have some politicians in power <laughs> while you're on the home front. What I mean by that, I mean but, people that are politicians now. Oh, I got you. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I got you. You're going, Orange Cheeto fuckface. I, I was thinking so, back
1: then. Orange Cheeto
0: fuckface. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I, <clears throat> yeah, fuck that, dude. <laughs> he received his commission as a second lieutenant on January 1st, 1942. And this was while he was a corporal at Moffett Field in California. But he also received a service pilot ranking at the same time. So, like he'd been training, you know, he's you, you, you rise up through the ranks, private, mm-hmm. first, you know, there's all these things. Right. And corporals above pirate, private or first private. I don't know, Thomas Cattell, you better. Right. Because uh, he's in the Army. But from our limited understanding. Yeah. I Relatively mean, mine's, I mean yeah. mine's not super limited, but I'm not going to get super detailed either. Service pilots actually primarily flew non combat missions, but they could be promoted to unrestricted pilot rating after a year of service in the USAAF. Hmm. Um, which is the U.S. Army Air Force? It, it's we have to remember at this time the Air Force didn't exist, right? All flight operations were under the purview of the Army, right? Um, so he eventually got to that stage, but his first mission was an appearance at a March of Dimes event in D.C. The March of Dimes is a nonprofit that works to prevent birth defects and promote mother-infant health, right? Which was which was a, um, a Roosevelt thing, right? Yeah. Did he start it? Yeah. Yeah. And Stewart resented... He actually resented this mission. He didn't want to be a promotional tool, He applied, and he applied for advanced training on multi-engine aircraft. Mm-hmm. He was then posted to Mather Field in Sacramento, uh, and he was an instructor for both single and twin-engine aircraft, which he'd flown. Could but, you imagine, like, getting instructed by... <laughs> by, like, by Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. That's so cool. <laughs> and be like, holy shit, you're Mr. Smith. Yeah. Uh, wow. So multi... When, when I talk about multi-engine aircraft, those are like the four engines, like the right. big bombers. Yeah. But he also – he did perform some promotional duties for the Army Air Force um, because even though he didn't really like doing it, like he, he understood that it was important. Yeah, I'm sure he saw that value. So he did radio appearances with Edward Ger- Bergen and Charlie McCarthy and one that, one that was called We Hold These Truths with Orson Welles, Edward G. Robinson, Walter Houston, and Lionel Barrymore. And it was dedicated to the 150th anniversary of the Bill of Rights. Cool. Um, so that's, you know, like those are important things to do. Yeah. In 42, he was asked to appear in a recruitment film with the aim of recruiting the 100,000 men that the Air- Army Air Force believed would be needed to win the war. It was so successful they got 150,000 wow. recruits. That's, that's, that's amazing.
1: Yeah. I mean, who knows if that really had a role in in doing that, but I mean, it's, do you think it didn't? I, I th- no, I think it did. I think, I think it, it for sure did. did. I mean,
0: I'm sure some of them were going to rec- join anyway. But yeah, when you when you think about a, a they got, someone you look up to being, uh,
1: you know, putting themselves in danger, yeah. and becoming be like holy
0: shit, Jimmy Stewart's doing, yeah, it. becoming a and, he, and he
1: was third in his 30s at this time, exactly, you know. And, and he, looked, he looked like an old dude. I'm just to throw that. Like yeah, he, he, he did he, when you look up pictures, he didn't age like you would imagine people nowadays aging in the in the, in the Hollywood industry. Like yeah. Well, he, uh, he played it up, and he was a nice, handsome-looking right. dad figure, you know. And and he managed to, you know, daddy. <laughs> wow.
0: Yeah. He he daddied, he daddyed them all. He daddied. <laughs> he was a good looking. He was a silver fox. He was a silver fox. Um. <laughs> I lost my train of thought there, but it's like, you know, let's keep going. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's very impressive that they got, whether, regardless of the film, whether it had a huge effect or not, I, I think it probably had some effect, mm-hmm. they got what they needed and half again. Right. That's that's incredibly impressive. Um, and we won. Just that out there. We World won. War, World War champions. Won that
1: one. World War champions.
0: Stuart was then first assigned to training units, like I said, due to his celebrity status. Um, so he bounced around from a couple different... Fields He was at Kirtland Army Airfield in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Then he moved to Hobbs Army Airfield, also in New Mexico, to the Combat Crew Processing Center Processing Center in Salt Lake City, Utah. There's that BYU There's reference. BYU. Yeah. Um, isn't Air Force, the Air Force Academy in Utah? I Or is it in Idaho? I don't know. I'd have to look into that. It, either way. Then he was in Gowan Field, which is in Boise, Idaho. Right. Uh, and this was all from 42 to 43. That's right. a lot of moving in, in, right. in so at age 35, he was promoted to captain and squadron commander, but he had not yet seen combat and he was afraid he would never get to. So he wanted to. He wanted to be he, out there. He wanted to be out there. So rumors were starting around that his flying status was actually going to be revoked and he would be relegated to making training films and selling war bonds, which he absolutely didn't want to do. Like, right. He was adamant he wasn't going to, that wasn't going to happen. So he appealed to his commander, the 30 year old Lieutenant Colonel Walter E. Arnold Jr. And they're men of a similar age, right? which I think helps. And, I, and I, I don't know how you say no to Jimmy Stewart. So he recommended Stewart to command of the 40, 450th Bombardment Group. And this was a group that flew B-24s. The, they were known as Liberators, and they were heavy bombers. Right. I, I recommend looking up videos or pictures of them. They're really rather impressive planes. He was assigned to the group in August of '43 as the operations officer of the 703rd Bombardment Squadron. He became commander three weeks later. Right, and in '43 that was a that was a um, pretty uh, tumultuous time.
1: In, oh yeah, in, sure. in, in in the actual war effort, like it, yeah. it wasn't. We weren't. We were getting some heavy losses on both fronts too. So yeah. it wasn't like he would just he he had, he had he had to really perform there. Sorry, sorry about that. Your neck hurt I, there? I cracked
0: my neck and it popped. Yeah, and he, he uh, I don't think we've said this, but he was trained for the European theater, not the Pacific European, Okay, I, and, I, didn't, I didn't realize which one's that. And that sense. that's where his all his missions were flown. And, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's my next note. The group was assigned to combat duties in Europe, and they arrived in England in late 43, and they flew their first combat mission on December 13th, 43. Uh, this was mo- a mission to bomb U-boat facilities at Kiel, Germany, mm-hmm. and Jimmy Stewart led the group, uh, he had led the high group rather gotcha. on the first mission because um, they they fly into right, high and low two right. elevations, and then he led the entire group on the second bombing run of Bremen, which was only three days later. So like he was moving pretty quickly up right. the ranks. I would assume because he was competent, honestly, not right. because of celebrity status. Well,
1: when regardless,
0: when you're out there in combat, you have to be efficient. Your name doesn't matter. Exactly. It's- if you're if you're not efficacious, you don't. He leads leads to to trouble
1: and and casualties.
0: Yeah. So he was promoted to major on uh, January 7th, 1944, following a run on Ludwigshafen. And he was awarded the Distinguished Flying Cross for actions as Deputy Commander of the Second Combat Bombardment Wing on the first day of Big Week. Um, Big Week was a joint mission by the USAAF and the RAF, the Royal Air Force of England, to launch raids against Nazi airfields to lure the Luftwaffe into a decisive battle, it didn't work. Mm. Um, we actually, the mm. Allied forces lost a lot more than the Luftwaffe did. Granted, the Luftwaffe had superior machines right. in most cases, and honestly, some superior pilots probably. It's a reason why people still fly Lufthansa over every other European uh, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> air. air I, I mean,
1: well, they could. They weren't powerful enough to invade England, then, were they?
0: Well, the RAF did fight him off in the yeah, Battle of they London. Did. They did. They did. It was a near thing, but they did it.
1: But anyway, I kept the Lufthansa thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Were we ready for that?
1: No, it was not. is
0: a great airline. It they is. I flew it, it I flew it to Austria. It yeah. was amazing. Well, I, to, to Munich, and then we took the train to Austria, but right. still. On March 22nd, 1944, uh, he flew his 12th bombing mission, which was leading the second bomb wing on a run on Berlin. So Jimmy Stewart's bombs land in Hitler's lap, basically. Yeah. That's cool. Yep. Yeah. On March 30th, 1944, he was actually sent to the RAF Old Buckingham, which is an RAF was an RAF station. It's no longer in use. A lot of these bases are no longer in use anymore, actually. Mm-hmm. But he became the group operations officer for the 453rd Bombardment Group because uh, it lost both its commander and operations officer in recent missions. So, he took it over, basically. And in order to inspire the troops, he flew as a combat pilot in the lead B-24. You know, he wasn't just a figurehead. He was like, we're going to do yeah, this, yeah. I'm going to do it with you. It's just so wild to think that,
1: you know, he had this kind of career and th- this really huge desire to to, to really dive head first. Yeah. And this is the same guy that plays these really charming roles. Right, exactly.
0: You know? It's really jarring to think about. Like, it's almost like two different people. Yeah, yeah, really. He was then assigned, or excuse me, he was assigned to the 453rd for the duration, uh, meaning as long as the war lasted at this point. And this meant that he wasn't subject to quota for combat mission or uh, the quota of missions of a combat tour. So pilots were, had a quota of how many missions they had to run. Mm -hmm. So, you know... When you hit this number, you're you're done. Right. Was basically, it. and they they look forward to that number most of them, right? You know, it was, it was some it was very so, dangerous duty. So basically, he he wasn't subject to that, and he kind of until until everything. Yeah. So right. he didn't have to, but he assigned himself as a combat crewman anyway. And this was until he was promoted to lieutenant colonel on June 3rd, 1944, and was reassigned to executive officer to Brigadier General Edward J. Timberlake on July first, nineteen forty four. That's Edward Justin Timberlake. We you on that when you when you typed that out? where you wait? Were you like I'm gonna make a goof here? You, you know I was. I know you. I know you very well, Bill. But I knew. I mean, we haven't made any many goofs because no. this, I mean we pretty serious business. It's, yeah, it's hard to. Goof I think. On I, it. I think once we um,
1: we'll get into once we get this later Once we mentioned the Pope last
0: episode, I think we're good. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people died in World War II. It's not a funny... No, not at all. It's not a funny subject. No. But
1: you know what else is funny, though? Gimp suits. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go.
0: Dick. So his official tally with the 445th and 453rd bomb groups was 20 sorties. That's the assigned ones. So he ran ones that weren't, like, official. Mm. Um, They were uncredited missions with the Pathfinder Squadron. They were groups that... Pathfinder was dangerous. Dangerous. Mm. Uh, missions, they would fly out to find the way, the best way to get through, right? You know, occupied territory. Yeah,
1: hence, the impact. that makes yeah. sense. Yeah,
0: and uh, they're you know they're going through the anti aircraft shells and, and the tracer rounds, and <laughs> they, they had high casualties. You know, I'm la- I'm, I'm laughing not because it's funny, just because it's it's mind blowing how how brave these men were. Right, right. but he also so he flew with the 308 the Pathfinder squadron of the 308 389th excuse me bombardment group and then also with the 445th and 453rd and groups of the 20th combat bomb wing these were all uncredited missions and during this time he received his second award for the distinguished flying cross he also received the french croix de guerre de guerre this sounds right i don't speak french you no, don't speak French? No, you got the German down pretty well, though, but... The yeah, well, seven is just, and a half years, I should. The French is just going to be thrown out the door. Right? Yeah, too bad Chance not here. Yeah. <laughs> and also the Air Medal, which is awarded for single acts of heroism or meritorious achievement in flight. And he earned three oak leaf leaf custer, clusters. I looked into this. I, I hadn't really heard about oak leaf clusters before, which kind of surprised me. Or maybe I, I did and didn't remember. But they're used by the Air Force and the Army, and they denote subsequent awards for meritorious achievement on the initial oh so he has keep adding on yeah so he has three bronze ones and if you get a silver it means it's five right um but he has three bronze ones so it's very impressive um so really he had like four total for that he served in various staff positions in the second and the 20th from july 1944 until the end of the war in europe and was promoted to full colonel on march 29th 1944 Colonel's a high rank. Right. Yeah. yeah. Colonel's, Colonel's a high rank. He was, you know, this is very impressive. Uh, on May 10th, 1944, I know I'm throwing a lot of dates out and stuff. I know this may feel a little dry. Mm. Um, That's right. But it's it, it's a pretty important stuff. So on May 10th, 1944, he actually succeeded to command the second bomb wing until June 15th, forty five. So, uh, you know, it's a little over a year. He, was, was June 15th the, uh, the ending of the European... That was in April. April. That was in April, yeah. But he was one of the few Americans to rise from private to colonel in only four years during World War II. It's,
1: it's very impressive. Especially considering that the... That they didn't even want him there. Exactly. That they, they did everything they could to keep him away. So he had that extra
0: uh, pressure and from the other side. So yep. that is impressive. So, in June of 45, um, he was the presiding officer for a court-martial of a pilot and navigator who were charged with dereliction of duty for accidentally bombing Zurich in Switzerland. Oh, shit. Um, in, in March of that year. This was actually the first instance of U.S. personnel being tried for an attack on a neutral country. And So, we
1: bombed Switzerland. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. Know ac- know that. Accidentally,
0: accidentally. Incidentally? Accidentally. Yeah. Accidentally. In- yeah. accidentally. Um, but they were acquitted. Uh, okay. They probably got lost, if we're being completely honest. It, Likely, they don't have the navigation techniques. The, the that, bright lights of, that that of Zurich, know. untouched by bombs. Yeah. Let's bomb the untouched place. Yeah, right. So they were acquitted, <laughs> and it, probably because they they found that they were lost. Right. You know, I just I realized we're gonna do another bomber
1: episode. Yeah, we yeah we
0: are um, aren't we? Because the Noel gay. Yeah, the old gay Dutch Van Kirk was from my hometown. He so was the so this is this,
1: this is good prep work though yeah. yeah,
0: and he returned to the U.S. on the R.M.S. Uh, Queen Elizabeth. And arrived in New York City on August thirty first, nineteen forty five. Uh, he remained. He actually remained active with the Army Air Force after the war, and then the Air Force after it was cre- created in forty seven. And he received a permanent promotion to colonel in fifty three. So while he was,
1: while he was, while out he was there acting, th- yeah, that, I didn't know he that. was That's still at,
0: uh, very much in the reserves. Um, he served as Air Force Reserve. Commander of Dobbins Air Force Base, which is now Dobbins Air Reserve Base. Right. I, you and know that's what? in Georgia.
1: You know, interestingly enough, he didn't, he didn't serve in Korea, did he? Did, he no, serve but he did in Vietnam. Vietnam. He, he didn't serve in
0: Vietnam, though. He, we'll, get, All right, to we'll it. get to that. All right, go ahead. We'll get to it. He was one of 12 founders and a charter member of the Air Force Association. He probably didn't serve in Korea because he was too old at that point. Pretty certain. All right, keep going. I'm sorry. No, yeah. it's, it's a little different. All right. All right, go for it, it. It's service, but it's not. Okay. He was one of 12 founders and a charter member of the Air Force Association, which is an independent nonprofit professional military and aerospace education association based in Arlington, Virginia. And that was founded in October 1945. He actually didn't like to talk about his war years. Not many people did. No. I mean, PTSD is the thing. Yeah. and Which he did suffer from. Yeah. 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 But he did appear in a 1974 episode of The World at War to discuss the failed bombing run of October 14, 1944 against Schwein, uh, Schweinfurt, Germany. Yeah. Pig, Pigfort, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pigfort. Pigfort. And he, But he would only appear as James Stewart, squadron commander.
1: Which, and you mentioned this earlier, but it really ties into the almost being two different people. Yeah. You know, his, his stage life and his and, home life and then, and then his, his service career. His service career compartmentalization do you think you would have i because I, this is 74 you said 74 right? i you probably would have recognized them by looking at them oh yeah likely sure. yeah, yeah, yeah i was gonna say in the 90s maybe not but no yeah definitely on july 23rd
0: 1959 he was promoted to brigadier general and he was during his active duty periods during this time he was a pilot of Convair b-36 peacemakers Boeing B-47 Stratojets, and Boeing B-52 Stratofortresses. Those are big fucking planes. Yeah,
1: I've seen, I've seen the Stratofortresses. They're
0: huge. Yeah, those are big fucking planes. Uh, on February 20th, 1966, he flew as a non-duty observer in a B-52 during an Arclight bombing mission during Vietnam. Oh, so this is, this is where that this comes is in then. Huh? But okay. it's technically a service, um, even though he's a non-duty observer. Light was a series of raids fra- on Vietnam, and probably Laos too from 1965 to 73 to provide close ground support to troops in Vietnam with conventional bombing. So these weren't napalm runs. They weren't agent orange. They were just conventional bombs coming not just conventional bombs. Like people are still dying, but, but they, they weren't basically war crimes. Right. So, yeah. he wouldn't release any public materials regarding the mission as he viewed it as part of his duty as an officer, not a publicity stunt. Like They wanted to talk about, like, oh, Jimmy Stewart's in Vietnam. Right. And he was like, absolutely literally not. Well, which
1: is really interesting because he was still a really big proponent of the Vietnam War.
0: Right. And so
1: you would think that he'd he, want to be... be but, but he probably had enough of, of, of his face I mean, being used yeah. for
0: social purposes in the, I, the I, world, I, world War 1 world II, but. I do think he compartmentalized... Yeah, he, you know, yeah. filled filled different roles. Part of that's part I of think, the pun there. Yeah, part of the pun there, but that because I, I didn't mean that. Right. I mean, no, I, I, but, I, it is different parts of his life. Right. And and we all do a bit of role filling. I I, I do subscribe to that theory that there you fill different roles in different aspects of your life. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into deep sociological and historical right. uh, theory here, but I do think he compartmentalized and and had different things in his life that he focused on. But he officially retired from the military after 27 years of service on May 31st, 1968. He received the U.S. Air Force Distinguished Service Medal, and in May tw- on May 23rd, 1985, he is awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom by Reagan and was promoted to Major General on the retired list. But he is the highest-ranking actor in military history. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. The, Reagan, the President Medal of Freedom... Uh, it's
1: a so big deal. This is a really big deal. He was also a really big supporter of Reagan and campaign for yeah, him a few, so Nixon I mean, too. So I just want to throw that out there that, and we'll talk about this in a little yeah. bit. But you hate to think that that was awarded because of any kind of relationship with Reagan. But you know, it, don't wanna, I don't want to. I don't want to throw it, that out there. Even but if
0: it was, he. I mean, he he's he spent a long it. time
1: here. He yeah. yeah. But again, I just want to, like you said, we, is, we cover everything. And yeah,
0: it is something to think about that yeah. he was a proponent and campaign for Reagan. Right uh or proponent of and campaign for. Right. Uh, so you know but, we, but again I I do yeah. he, he fucking earned that thing. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, I again I just want to mention that. Uh so this is a two parter. We really didn't touch too much upon his personal life outside no. of just his relationships with uh with, with some, some actors some actresses in, and in the last episode. Too. So I'm I'm gonna dip into some of his personal life and then talk about um I wanna talk about Vietnam briefly and in yep. his been politics as well too. and also you know his death because he's no longer with us but he pouring out pouring out right and as you mentioned he was considered to be a soft spoken person yeah. especially early on by his peers but he was, he was viewed as a kind man by the people that knew him and he enjoyed one of his things you mentioned as well he enjoyed building and painting model planes as a it's kid a which hobby right and and that led to his fascination with flying and that's really cool yeah, and it's as, as, as he's from right. as a kid that's, that's something that he loved doing um, speaking of love, he was married for for quite a long time. He married yeah. a former model uh, Gloria Hattrick McLean on uh, August 9th, nineteen forty nine, uh, when he was forty one years old. So he he sowed all yeah. of his wild oats. And he, <laughs> yeah, you know he
0: was a, he was a ladies' man. He, he was, was known as a man. playboy. He and but, Fonda both.
1: Yeah, so he came back from the war and and started in in some some of his major films, yeah. and then he got married in forty nine. Uh, and he was married until February sixteenth, nineteen ninety four, when um, when Gloria passed away of lung cancer. She probably smoked like a chimney. I'm sure. I'm sure, they I'm sure did. she did. They yeah. all did. Yeah. And so he adopted two uh, two of her sons from a pre- uh, from a previous yeah. relationship. They had two. They had twin daughters in nineteen fifty nine. Sorry, nineteen fifty one, as well. So you know they had a, a combined family. Yeah. And he, unusual for that time. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. Especially in the, the public view like that. Um, Pretty progressive
0: Especially for a, Yeah which is it for,
1: for someone that's not A progressive person Right you know? Exactly it's Interesting Is that it's, what you're Going to get at? Yeah, yeah.
0: staunch Republican Yeah Died in the wool
1: Yeah died in the wool But he, he was He was an active Philanthropist uh, He created the Jimmy Stewart Relay Marathon race Yeah Every year Starting in 1982 In which The whole focus Was to raise funds For the Child and Family Development Center At uh, the St. John's Health Center In Santa Monica
0: which, that, that's fantastic. Yeah.
1: He raised millions of dollars um, in, in the, the whole run. A lot of money. I mean, great, great, great thing to do. He was, I mentioned really briefly last episode, but he was an avid supporter of the Boy Scouts. He, yeah, yeah. We he were was, Boy Scouts. I was a Boy Scout. I, I I think, so he he didn't do really well as a Boy Scout. <laughs> no, he, no he didn't. He, 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 um, he was a second class scout um, and he was also a scout leader as an adult. A lot of he did a lot of ads for the scouts. Yeah. And I'm I'm
0: sure you can find them online. You probably can. Probably, and it'd probably be neat to see actually.
1: One of one of like the myths about him was that he was an Eagle Scout. He was not. He was not. I mean I I think I'm I'm pretty sure I was a second class scout. I, was I wasn't was very good.
0: A step down from Eagle. And then and then Heart? It. Yeah.
1: Heart, right. Yeah. Life. 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 Life, life. Was which is which is the heart one. Right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. But it's <laughs> called life.
1: Yeah. You know, pretty impressive. And he also had an award named after him, the the James M. Stewart Good Citizenship Award for the yeah, Boy Scouts. It still exists, right? It still exists. As as a totally random thing, he was a big fan of gardening. Yep, too. I love this. this yeah, is so nice. And and this is so funny. Uh So he he had a home in Beverly Hills, right? And of course. It, you know, there's a lot of land in Beverly Hills, but there's also the opportunity to increase your land. Yeah. So when his neighboring the neighboring house was up for sale, he bought it, tore it down. Uh, just so he can increase his acreage so he can build a pretty large garden. I
0: love it. Which is awesome. <laughs> you know, is it's
1: so funny. I mean, it sucks that he like tore down a yeah, house. Yeah, it sucks that he tore down and, a house. But and, I'm not, and they
0: have their water issues and all that stuff. Yeah, but
1: but I don't, you know what? I don't feel bad about Beverly Hills losing a house. I Fuck don't, it, I don't you know? either. I mean, I if it, it was me. somewhere else, I'd be it's, shitty. It's but. more the water
0: issues that... Yeah. <laughs> but uh, and so to I love Jimmy Stewart... To touch
1: his politics. So he was a staunch Republican. Yeah. Uh, he campaigned for both Nixon and Reagan. Um, again... Nothing wrong with being a Republican, you, yeah. But uh, and the
0: party is a uh, very different, very different, very different very, now than it very, was then. Very, 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 very different. Um, I can't stress that enough. I, though I would say I'm not going to get on any political tangents here. Mm-hmm. This is when the shift begins. Yes, uh, De- Vietnam is definitely a more and I actually often point to both of these presidents as being two of the ones who shifted the party the most. Right. Um, so I want to mention I want to mention Nam
1: for a little bit. Uh, so one of his adopted sons, uh, yeah. you know, served in Vietnam as well. Yeah. I I don't remember what uh, if what branch of the military. he I think served he in. was
0: infantry. Infantry. I think he was army, and he was like twenty four. Yeah, he was young. Yeah. Um, and
1: he 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 died in combat. Yeah. Uh, he was again. He was very young, but he still camp. Uh, by he I mean Jimmy Stewart still yeah. campaigned for Vietnam. He was very pro Vietnam, yeah. and he he would say many times his son. Uh, his adopted son did not die in vain Uh, it was still it was still something we had to do as 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 a country he saw he saw firsthand himself like you said he flew flew a mission there you know that's just that's just who he was he really believes in 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 that and speaking of henry fonda as you mentioned before uh, i think you mentioned the last episode but politics plays a role in 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 our lives just like it played a role in in his relationship with him with henry fonda so Fonda had a very opposite politics. Oh, view he was. Died in the war, you know, Democrat. Very, very
0: liberal Democrat. Um, Jane um, was reviled by most people for uh, protesting the Vietnam War. Right, right. Like she That's appeared true. naked in ads That's or, something true, or something. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, but. Yeah. Uh, he.
1: Uh, apparently, they got into a fistfight in 1947 over politics. So, again, the, the man that played. Uh, that, that played a huge role in, yeah, in one of the most beloved Christmas movies in 1946 was, was you know was was charged. You know, politics brings out the worst in people. So
0: so I I actually saw a thing where they said one of those two said I don't ever remember getting a fist fight about it. But they yeah. said they argued about it. So the story, I, but it, one of the other ones said we absolutely fought about it. Yeah, or you know got in a fist fight. So it's one of those ones like did it happen? Did it not? Do you think it happened? Do you think they? I had think it a fist happened. Fight? Yeah, dude. I, Do you yeah. think it was a fist fight or one of those? Just like I think it was like a, a pushing, like, the, like yeah, like a, probably a push, like a light slap, and like, a tickle. What the fuck's wrong with so, you? Yeah, or like a shove. Like a shove. That's like, what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah,
1: like a sharp shove.
0: Uh, but then, uh, regardless, uh, if they got something a, happened dude, if they got a knockdown, drag him out. Who you taken that fight? I take Stewart. Dude, two six three. Yeah, dude. I, you know, I mean, he was he was a twig too, but he also like had leverage. just gotten back from the war. About leverage, all that. Just got back from the war. I.
1: I, I you know do you know why do you know why I think it happened because they apparently at that point they avoided talking about politics. Yeah, that that's so true. I think um, unless it was just a really vehement verbal argument, I think. So I mean, those happened. happen. You can get in an argument enough that you never speak again. <laughs> that that is definitely true. Uh, so you know, it's it's just, it's a nice relatable. nice, no, not nice, but it's a relatable <laughs> uh, story because of the climate we're in right now. And right. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it's, but
0: they did remain friends. It,
1: they did you until know, you, you can until reach across the aisles. aisle. Yeah, because uh, Fonda died in the '80s, I think. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let, let's talk about the, the last parts of his life. So, last episode we talked about the his post war acting career, very yeah. very long run of, of, of yeah, films, of great and, films, and, and lifetime achievement awards and, and all that. So, in uh in December of uh, 1996, he he well, he back up a little bit. He had a, a pacemaker, uh, right? Far, he had a bad ticker, bad ticker, right? And uh, he had to get a battery changed uh, but in December of '96 he basically opted to just not change it. Yeah. He said, you know I'd want to quote let things happen naturally uh, And later, just about a couple months later in February of '97, he was hospitalized for a regular heartbeat yeah And I also want to mention in 95 just a year before he he had a bad fall as well too. So he, you know he had some health uh, issues.
0: He, he's in his eighties by this point, He is in he his
1: eighty nine. He was born in a- oh, 08, yeah, like So yeah, yeah, eighty nine. February ninety seven. He he, had, he was hospitalized for that. In June, uh, on June twenty fifth, in that same year, uh, a thrombosis formed on his right leg, uh, mm-hmm. in, in his right leg, which led to a, par- a pulmonary embolism. Mm-hmm. Uh, later that week, you know that week later yeah. that week, and he uh, ended up passing away on July second of ninety seven uh, with with his children by his side in, in Beverly Hills. Um, you know, nice and touching. His his final words were, "I'm going to be with Gloria now."
0: Well, yeah, that's which
1: is nice. Nice and sad. So for his for his memorial service, uh, there were over three thousand mourners, mostly celebrities. I mean, those are the people I mean, knew. Yeah, you know. it made sense. Um, they attended the the service, and it also included a firing of three volleys for a service in the in the in the Air Force in the U.S. Army. You know, U.S. Army Air Force. Good. His remains are interred at uh, the Forest Lawn Memorial Park in Glendale, California. More of a somber ending. Yeah, I, don't, we, I we, mean, this we've... wasn't
0: a goof em up episode. That I was mean, the last episode. Yeah. Well, again, I... like war isn't funny. No. There, there can be funny things that happen during war. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. There's there's but... bungles and mishaps and shit where you're right. just like, well, you kind of laugh from the shock of it. But his career wasn't funny.
1: No, because well, again, because he was really passionate about yeah. serving and he had to go through a lot of obstacles about it. But everything has consequences. You know, right. that's the thing about humor is uh, the consequences that lead, that happen in hum- you know funny situations they the stakes aren't as high you know exactly. whereas in war the consequences like people die death yeah. yeah and that's why they're not really the most goofy things on the other hand we're a comedy podcast i guess humor podcast tangentially tangentially um every, every of, once in a while a lot of dick jokes a lot of dick jokes <laughs> but when you see someone like jimmy stewart you know, next time he watches a wonderful life, you know, coming up later. You in know, maybe a couple you'll, you'll weeks, maybe think even, about
0: the rest of it and be like, "Wow, he maybe was even this week a lot more than just George." Uh, I already forgot his name. I know he's George. Yeah. Regardless, I
1: mean he he was an American icon, and yeah. he was an important important he, American and he, citizen, and he was and known
0: for much more than that movie yeah <laughs> known for a lot of movies
1: yeah well much more but, than movies period but you know, much more from movies and
0: period, i right. i didn't know a lot of this going into it so yeah it, it was really
1: enriching for me so on a uh, on that note really somber let's move into a good, good old town name good but, old
0: town name yeah How's gravity pennsylvania treating you gravity pennsylvania gravity pennsylvania is it named by john Mayer? oh, oh wait so gravity is in lake township Lake Township, Lake Township, nice. But Gravity, it's where the Gravity Hill is. What is that? I think, but it's one do Don't Hall never hills, heard of Gravity Hill. Don't Hall Hills revolve? We'll, oh, we'll do oh, it.
1: oh, that, that, yeah, yeah. Something about like um some sort of electromagnetic thing being yeah. off or something, right? What? Yep. Should we talk? Should we do? Should we talk about it, like briefly? Should we just
0: do like a whole episode on it? We could. I guess it's not really a whole episode thing. But yeah. Well, what what is it? Briefly, you know. You you go ahead. I'm gonna look at some more stuff about Gravity. I don't know that much about it. Oh, it's just like things look like they're rolling up when they're rolling down.
1: Yeah, why is that? Dude?
0: I I learned about it in physics class, but hey, I'm bad at physics. Yeah. I would not be Jimmy Stewart. I thought it was appropriate though cuz he defied gravity with his planes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: no plane. You know, when you think about planes, it's like how do they work? And I know and I know there's a science behind no, yeah, it, yeah, and I know people I tr- know I trust how it planes works, much
0: more than helicopters but because physics can't actually explain helicopters. Fucking Did you know wild. That? Yeah. I, I read something they about it. They
1: shouldn't work. Also, helicopters are incredibly more dangerous than airplanes Oh, yeah, dude. That's why, much, there's, always, that's why, why pirates, there's always accidents. Harrison Ford. Ford. Well, also, I mean, that, that terrible thing that happened with that football team in, in yeah, the, in the UK, at Leicester.
0: Um, well, you, how often do you hear about Blackhawks going down?
1: Pretty often. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, th- th- how did man should not fly? I'm just going to throw that out there. Well, like, I don't it, know. It, it's I, I not like flying, actually. It's against God's will. Yeah. We shouldn't be up in the air. Dangerous, scary. Yeah. I'm really afraid of heights. That's why I'm really vehement against it. I mean,
0: I am too, but yeah. So, but, but anyway, um, this Wonder Wisdom site says that it was named for the gravity railroad system, which allowed cars to coast down the slope using the force of gravity.
1: Ah, okay.
0: So, I don't know. Take that with a grain of salt. I don't know how much I trust that site on a I, lot of things. I
1: believe everything on the internet.
0: So, well, there are aliens.
1: I think there are aliens. Yeah. Hmm. There's water on Mars, did you know that? So, so this has been Bill. Bill's mad. <laughs> no, but you know, thank uh, you, thank you all for listening. Yeah. This is this has been the the end of our two parter on Jimmy Wrapping Stewart on a more
0: somber note, but
1: yeah, yeah, we can't all be dick jokes, but you know, no. thank thank you all for listening. And yep. again, make sure to follow us on social media if like, you aren't subscribe already and listen and um, mention it to all your friends.
0: Yeah, spread the word on the social medias. Uh, you. you know where to find us i'll say them yeah. anyways uh uncommonwealth podcast on facebook at uncommonwealthp on twitter at uncommonwealth podcast on instagram you can email us at uncommonwealthpodcast at gmail.com right. um fuck you can send a pigeon yeah just just don't tell tesla about just it don't tell tesla you're banging his wife um <laughs> you can send a messenger you could send a telegraph. Speaking a telegraph? of
1: Tesla, I'm I'm sure Elon Musk is into some weird fucked up shit. Oh fuck that dude! I can't stand that dude. Yeah, he
0: he thinks he's Iron Man. He's a piece of
1: shit. He thinks he's Iron Man.
0: He. you remember when those those the Philippines? The Philippines? Yeah. yeah, that was my first thought too. He was yeah. in the way. Yeah. Like they bitched about him constantly for being in the way. Fuck that dude. Yeah. Fuck. It. And also
1: like trying to imply yeah. that like that that British guy that helped him out was like a child porn dude. Yeah. Like that's. Just, ah. just, cause, just because he shot down your stupid tube that didn't work, it
0: didn't fucking work. You just your, got no, mm.
1: your tube submarine piece of um, shit.
0: Go, go smoke more weed on Joe Rogan's podcast, <laughs> dude. If I can get Elon Musk on this podcast, I'd do it. You know, Joe Rogan's podcast? No, if
1: I if I can get Elon Musk
0: on oh, our podcast, yeah, I'd fucking rip him up to one side and down the other. He'd probably hang up the phone. <laughs> Fuck him. Uh, he's he's arrogant enough that he would come on just to defend himself.
1: Oh, of course he would. Oh, all right, all right. You on tweet, tweet, tweet. Throw at down him, the goddamn throw down my my penis on this thing. He's going to sue us. He's going to sue us. I can't,
0: for what? For, for being what? a dickhead. That's not he's a dickhead. You can't sue people for that. Yeah, he's he's We're a, not a, libeling he's him. A We're not slandering Cause, him.
1: Cuz he did. Cuz he smoked weed on fucking Joe yeah, Rogan's podcast like fucking a fucking true idiot. <laughs> He was basically that. That toke cost him like forty million dollars. What defamation of character? Forty million dollars. It's, for a it's hit. not
0: definitely like he did it. He out. We went out there and uh, smoked. Fuck that. What
1: a random turn of events to talk about Elon Musk on this podcast. Well, Tesla. <laughs> That's all my fault. Yeah. But um,
0: I was talking about how you could get a hold of us. You yeah. could send smoke singles. You could whisper my name into the wind. You could. You could do a. I'll it. hear it. <laughs> I'll come to you.
1: Uh, I will. Oh, dude, fuck Elon
0: Musk. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I think that I think that about that about does it though. Right? Tom just so. texted me Happy Danny DeVito Day. <laughs> Sorry, why? I don't know. Usually I don't look at my phone when we record, but that one caught me by surprise. Well, that's something else.
1: Interesting. Well, um, we got we got to we got to dive into that on a separate subject. But uh, well, this anyway, is, this has been Anastas. This has been Bill, and we've been the Uncommonwealth Podcast. I don't have one
0: today.